Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, it's our final podcast of the regular season. The Eagles need this win against the New York Giants to clinch the number one seed in the NFC and the NFC East. Will they have Jalen Hurts? Will the Giants play their starters? All that and more on this Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Friday edition of the show. It's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. Gino is on the road for the CGS All-Star Game. The Eagles have a huge game on Sunday against the Giants to clinch the one seed and the division. And Gino's already prepping for the draft. I, yeah, I'm already in 2023 <laughs> mode talking about the draft right now. I literally just came up from doing weigh-ins. We were doing hand, arm, the whole Addicts, nine. And Sunday is our big interview day, so we'll be running players. Uh, to be honest – I might have to be watching this game through ESPN tracker on my phone. And to add to what this game means, it couldn't be an absolute worst time for me to be here right now because I'm going to be stressed out of my mind. But this game, with everything looking like the Giants are sitting their starters, Jalen Hurts is looking like he's going to come back. This is theirs to control. This is their destiny. This Mm -hmm. is everything you've wanted to play for. You wanted it to come down to a one-game season, what Nick Sirianni preached from the beginning of the year. It's a multi-round. I mean, we're talking 17 rounds of a heavyweight fight. This is the final round. It doesn't matter. Don't let this thing go to the scorecard, right? You have to get the knockout. You always talk about the guy that's down on the scorecard. Well, you might be tied on the scorecard. You don't want to let this thing go to decision. You have to get it done. You don't want to worry about tiebreakers. You don't want to worry about any of that nonsense. You are one of the few teams that controls their own destiny when it comes to seeding this Sunday, and you should take that as a and that's the thing is, it's been a frustrating few weeks losing two straight games. Feel like this one seed should have been locked up already in the division, and Gino should not have to be stressed when he's at the All Star game. It should have been locked up, and he didn't even need to watch this football game. Um, that's the reality. But at the same time, Gino, as you mentioned, it's as stress free of a high stakes game. Although, again, you do not want to be the five seed and utterly collapse. But as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, according to Nick Sirianni, AJ Brown, Gardner Minshew, sounds like he's on track to play in this football game. The MVP favorite, in my opinion, when he did get injured against the Chicago Bears. And reports are the New York Giants are going to rest many starters. I would assume, Gino, that includes their mo- most important pieces like Daniel Jones like Saquon Barkley, not really scared about anybody else on their offense. Javon Thibodeau off the field. That's the only player I'm really watching is who's playing on that defensive line because even though it's backups, Gino, the Eagles still have a backup at right tackle in Jack Driscoll who did not look great against New Orleans. So that's the one guy I'm watching. Like, okay, backups are playing. Does that include Thibodeau? Because he's been on fire this last month, and you know that more than anybody being an Oregon Ducks fan. Oh, the guy that is very good with all of his traits, and he's just so naturally gifted. Not a fan of doing snow angels next to my boy Nick Foles, though, Gino. Not a fan. Okay, that's Kayvon. He he does what he does. I I totally understand that that people took some frustration to it, but the reality is he's a freaking game wrecker, man. I mean, he was doing that at Oregon, and he's coming into his own here in the back half of the stretch for the Giants. He's a game winner. 
So you're not going to play a game winner in this game. You would be crazy to have any chance of Kayvon not playing in that first playoff game. I'm just saying if I'm the Giants, I'm yeah, Dave Bull, I'm Joe Shane, I'm, I'm in that building, I'm saying, okay, guys, what's our plan to win a playoff game? This game has no meaning on anything. Not at all. It won't affect yeah. their draft position. It quite literally doesn't Nothing. mean anything. It could only hurt them with injuries. And I told this to Patricia of Locked On Giants on our crossover pod yesterday. Look, if it was Joe Judge in that era of New York Giants football, I could see them saying, mm-hmm. screw this team. They screwed us over in 2020, although they had five wins. Can't be mad about not winning the division when you're Joe Judge spot. doesn't have a job. Right. Joe Judge, if he was the coach, I could see him saying, let's go take this one seed in the division away from these guys, considering what they did to us two years ago. But, you know, Dable doesn't have that beef. He doesn't really have anything to play for. The Eagles are the team that have something to play for. And, you know, as we mentioned, Jalen Hurts looks like he's going to play. I just really hope they can get out to an early lead. They can really control this game. Jalen doesn't have to do too much because even though he looks pretty healthy, you just want to make sure that shoulder can continue to heal over these next two weeks and have him at a hundred percent, you know, in the divisional round. So hopefully he doesn't have to run too much, take any unnecessary shots. Jack Driscoll protecting him is going to be key, but it is super exciting to get Hertz back because throughout all these frustrations, the past two weeks, a big reason me and you have not panicked is because we knew number one was on his way back and looks like he's coming in on Sunday. This game almost feels like the Mark Sanchez game a couple of years ago when you're going against Washington. It's like, yeah, we got to win this game, right? But you're playing Mark Sanchez. It's like, was there yeah, really much stress yeah. through the game? No, you knew you were going to go out there and beat that Washington team at the end of the day. And that's what you should be thinking because you now have – your best heavyweight fighter back in the ring. And going back to my point of delivering that knockout blow, my game plan, Lou, I'm game planning for two quarters. My goal is I can score enough points and get out to a comfortable enough lead against these Giants players who aren't the starters with not much to play for, unlike a Saints team the week before and Dallas the week before that who had much to play for. You have to play as hard as you can, in my opinion, for a half and get those guys. So kind of what they were doing in the early few quarters of the Chicago game, almost where we didn't like at that time, how aggressive they were playing considering the circumstance. But I would like to do that against the Giants where take some deep shots early on, be aggressive, throw the football at the same time, though, really protect Jalen because this game, although there's a lot of stakes to it, I think you can get through it without putting everything on Hertz's back. And, and that's what it comes down to ultimately. And what does this team do well? And when do they operate the most effectively? Well, it's when it's balanced. Let Miles get into a little bit of a rhythm. Don't put Jalen out, Jalen Hurts in susceptible positions to get him further injured. That's your game plan. It is to deliver a knockout blow while keeping your hands up to protect yourself. Because ultimately, what is the best part of this team, Lou? It's when it's together and when it's a, when they play and mesh so well. Right. And how do you do that? You keep the guys on the football field, and it's not just Jalen. You just activated Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's 21-day 20, practice window. You also activated that for Robert Quinn. You're going to be getting Lane Johnson back, but none of it matters if the quarterback is not healthy, and right. that's ultimately what it is. If we had to have three keys to the game going into this game, Lou, it's one, let's get those guys out of there as quickly as possible. Number two, protect Jalen Hurts at all costs. And yep. three, 
deliver the knockout blow at any cost. If you have to empty the playbook, I don't care. Throw it out there and just get the work done so you can give yourself that additional week of rest because you don't know. The AFC is chaos right now, Lou. All of those teams are going to be playing their heart out going into this Sunday. Then they're going to have to go into that playoff race, which has a ton of good teams. They're going to be beating the living crap out of each other and saying the NFC. It's not either. I think it's such a bigger advantage to have the one seed in the NFC because the only thing, I mean, like you said, in the AFC, you might have to play Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, the Bill Belichick, the list goes on and on of really scary teams that even at home, you're like, geez, any of these teams come in and beat us in the NFC. It's like, if you only have two home wins, you need to get to the Super Bowl, and it's you know, as much as the San Francisco 49ers look very complete, they give me very 2017 Minnesota Vikings like vibes where Brock Purdy, Case Keenum, great roster, but am I nervous about them coming to the link in the title game? Not really, to be honest. The Dallas Cowboys, we know the Eagles can beat them. Um, even if, if Brady came to Philadelphia or New York, any of these teams in the NFC, it's like home field advantage. I'm feeling even more confident. The only real way a team this superior in talent when it comes to the Eagles compared to other NFC teams, the only way they could really get upset is unique circumstances where they lose this game, they lose their confidence, they blew the one seed, they have to go on the road to a team. That gives an inferior opponent every advantage in the playoffs. So I think that's why it's even more important to get this win. Outside of, of course, just re- having the opportunity to be at home and rest your starters. It's, you know, that, that mental part too, in this conference, I think it's even more important. And I think history speaks volumes. Have they ever reached a Super Bowl when they were that wildcard team in the last 20 years? Nearly in 2008, but I think you'd be nuts to bank on that happening. You know, it's just such a three road games versus two home games. I don't think it can be overstated how important and how different, how more difficult that path is. And how perfect is it that it is now, I believe, four years to the day? Or no, it would be five years to the day of the double doink? Am I not mistaken? Uh, Four years, four years. Four years to the day of the double doink. And you talk about going on the road to play Chicago. You were in a game against the Saints. You had a chance. But then the thing is, you're going to have to go on the road once again. Yeah, to LA. The one seed. Get the buy. Go at home in Lincoln Financial Field. A working formula for 20 years. We'll get into some more keys to this matchup, Eagles-Giants, on Sunday. Today's episode of Locked on Eagles is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy. And look, I think you're going to want to hammer the over on most offensive players for the Eagles in this game against potential Giants backups. Here's how prize picks work. You pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people either. It's just you versus the projection available, and they offer projections on any sport you watch. Of course, the NFL, college football, we've got the national championship coming up between Georgia and TCU. Um, This week on Monday night, you've got the MLB, the NBA, NHL, all college sports, esports, MMA, and boxing, you name it, everything available at prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals as well. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. So if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. And if you deposit $50, they'll get you $50. Don't forget to enter that promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're also subscribed to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, Gino, we have one final regular season game to preview for the Eagles in 2022. Kind of crazy the season has flown by, and hopefully we can finish off what's been, to me, the most exciting regular season of my life as an Eagles fan, even over 2017 with how enjoyable this run has been. Um, hopefully, though, after a two-game losing streak, they can put a better taste in our mouths heading into the playoffs, beat all these Giants backups, get the one seed wrapped up, win in dominating fashion. So you can say not only has it happened once this year, but twice have the Eagles been in a two-game slump that they managed to get out of. I think that'd be perfect timing, a huge confidence booster, and then the playoffs can run through the link as it should have been, and it's been set up to be all year. Uh, Gino, I like the way you kind of segued us into the segment in segment one, kind of talking about like three key takeaways, like keys to this football game. And I kind of want to dive more into that because there's also things I think you want to see in this game, even in a win, right? I think there are certain things you want to know you saw so you can feel confident it'll happen again in the playoffs. And I think one of them we both met, both mentioned so far is just seeing Jalen hurts at hundred percent. Number one, not getting hurt in this game, taking any big hits, but I want to see where that shoulder is at. I want to make sure that in this game, he doesn't look limited at all with his throwing power, taking shots down the field, any hesitation to run. I just, I want to make sure that when Jalen Hurts comes back, we see the exact player that was on an absolute tear. When you look at that Green Bay, Tennessee, New York, and Chicago games, that month was some of the best quarterbacking I've seen. So hopefully two weeks the, the rust can be knocked off and we see MVP Jalen out there again. I think that's definitely a big, the most important thing you want to see before the playoffs. You essentially are in a scenario where you want the anti Carson Wentz. You want somebody to come back from an injury and he looks like that's the, the thing, guy. man, like 2018 and 2019 was Wentz. Did he have his hot streaks for sure? But you always knew something doesn't look right because of the back, because of his legs. You always just knew this is this doesn't look like the same guy from 2017. And I, I just don't want to feel that way about Jalen. And this injury isn't that serious. So, yeah, but I think that Wentz stuff is in the back of my head with that. And I, I'm somebody who always puts stock into anything that affects a throwing shoulder, a throwing yeah. elbow. Look you at look Cam Newton, it. man. I mean... You look how it has destroyed pitchers in baseball that just sure. are dominant. And then all of a sudden they have to get this surgery or they mess up something in their shoulder. And just the slightest tweak in a position where it, it's such it's so refined in every single element of your body that everything yeah. has to tick. It has to be the most well-oiled machine. That Formula One car I always talk about that you put millions and millions and millions of dollars into this engine to make sure this thing runs spotlessly. Well, if you look at Formula One to, to stick with that reference, when that engine is even a tick off, you see the time start to fall. And yeah. I mean, even if Jalen, you miss two, three, maybe even four passes because of that injury. And let's say he's the Carson Wentz scenario where he goes back to sailing the ball. He goes back to throwing off of his back foot. He goes back to just these ways that's like, man, can he just not throw like that anymore? Is is his mechanics affected? Is there something that could seriously hinder Jalen Hurts' career? Because that's yeah. what they have put in place, these just 
these little stop gaps here these last two weeks to hopefully avoid that because we know that if Jalen Hurts wanted to play, he could have found a way to play in those last two games. We For sure. Yeah. That. And look, this isn't a huge serious shoulder injury where he needs Tommy John surgery. And, Correct. you know, I don't, it's not going to have the impact, hopefully, knock on wood, of like what happened to Cam Newton. But, Gino, you're right. I mean, any injury that's in that right throwing shoulder, it's notable. And especially considering Jalen Hurts' improvement this year, insane improvement in ball placement, accuracy, his mechanics overall. I just want to make sure in this Giants game we say, okay, looks like the same player and there's not anything off that's different because we'll know. We saw the difference between 2021 Jalen Hurts and 2022 Jalen Hurts. We'll know what we see the difference in his quarterbacking. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. And the other thing too, Gino, I think we really want to see is good coaching, right? I, I think you know, if there's anything that needs to be adjusted early on, you see that's made, you want to feel like this is a good game plan heading in on both sides of the ball, because that was a, a key issue in both of these games when there was a lot of injuries against the Cowboys and Saints, and you needed your coaches to step up even more. And I think they failed you more than they have all year. So I think another way we'll feel more confident heading into the postseason when these coaches have to game plan for way better teams is to make sure they're firing on all cylinders against the Giants. There's no, so I think you would combine that and just like no self-inflicted wounds, mistakes, like turnovers, penalties, just everything working smoothly when it comes to the combination of coaching and execution. I think the easy way to really boil that down is like you said, to, to not shoot yourself in the foot. Right, it's the only it. way you're not going to beat this team by like 30 points. <laughs> and, and to put it into one grouping, I would say just play good situational football. And how does yeah. that happen? It, it happens with the coaching staff having a good game plan in their Monday through Saturday, having the ability to stay on your toes and adjust in situations, mm -hmm. especially with your defense. If, if you go out there and the backups are playing for the Giants and they still convert four out of the five first downs, we're going to be saying the same things that we had questions with last week when yeah. you did that against Andy Dalton. And then let's say they come out in the first five plays or Jalen Hurts throwing the ball when he hasn't thrown a live pass in three weeks in a game. It's just downright insanity to the point where we're saying that's the biggest hindrance is that we haven't changed and that you are just bashing your head into the wall saying we're doing the same things over and over again. And that boils down to situations. Can you not take a penalty in a big situation? Can you not mess up the coaching adjustments or fail to adjust accordingly in big situations? Because what does the playoffs boil down to? The simple things of just doing things right in the most important situation. Look at the biggest play in Eagles history, the Philly special. What was the situation? Goal line, Fourth and one, we have to put points on the board. We're not kicking a field goal. And they converted and put positives next to all three of those boxes. And what did it do? It won them a Lombardi. But all the other times that we've seen failed adjustments. Look at that Saints game, for example, Lou, going back to that playoff run in 2018. Yeah. You start out as hot as any team could start in that playoff game. And then you don't score any points for the remainder of that football game. And you're coming down to these last-minute drive to have to try and get something. That's because you didn't adjust for those middle minutes where that's where the game is won and lost. I agree. I agree. Eagles-Giants 425 on Sunday. The Eagles win, and they're the number one seed in the NFC, and they are the NFC East Division champions. The playoffs will run through Philadelphia. We'll recap and run up the final segment of the final show of the regular season for 2022 right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Before we end this regular season, it is sad to say, 
but one thing will always make you happy, and that's winning you some cash over at betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, the number one sports book in the entire industry, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Well, I'm just saying all this, but there's a reason for it. You can get anything you can imagine. You can wager on football. You can wager on international hockey. You can... Do literally anything. I'm, I'm not lying to you. Go on there. You will spend countless amounts of hours. Every week we do our LOE3 that will be coming to a finish this week. Lou and I are both going to finish positive. We'll put out our six bets. Keep riding with us and keep betting and having fun over at betonline.net. Do it responsibly. Grab your phone. Go to betonline.net where the game starts. All right, we are wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles, the final regular season show of the 2022 season. Eagles-Giants this Sunday. Uh, Gino, unfortunately, the starters will be playing. they got to take care of business to lock up the one seed in the division. But I guess the cool positive of starters playing is there are some milestones that Eagles starters can still set. And that's on both sides of the ball, and it's two of the hottest players, and they're on complete opposite timelines of their career right now, but Devontae Smith and Brandon Graham specifically could set some interesting records for the Eagles. So if Devontae Smith gets one more reception, he will break the single season reception record for a wide receiver for the Eagles. Right now he's at 88, which is tied with Irving Fryer back in 1997. If he gets one more at 89, that is the most receptions a receiver's had. And, you know, I think that's kind of crazy because although we know Devontae's been on a tear, right? Um, he's ninth in receiving yards. He has the most since week 13 or right behind Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. has the most 20 plus yard plays. Three straight games with 100 yards. That hasn't happened in Philly since T.O. in 2004. Like, we know he's on fire. But it's crazy that his receptions, like, he's almost at 90 catches considering there were some times early on this year where it was the A.J. Brown show and the Dallas Goddard show. But Devontae, and as we both said over the last few weeks, he's been your most consistent player. And I feel like that number shows that, that eventually it evened out to where Devontae every week, like A.J. Brown would have a 10-catch game, but then maybe a three- or four-catch game. Devontae just felt like every single week you knew what you were getting, and then some. And that'll be a cool mark to meet for sure. Oh, how far we have come from that first week, the overreaction week where everybody where didn't just, have a catch. Yeah. Didn't have a catch. Everybody's saying, Seriously. oh, Devontae Smith, what, what's going to yeah. happen here? Is, is A.J. Brown going to take up? Folks. Just like we had said a couple days ago in regards to the season, let's relax. Because look at Devontae Smith, look at the former Heisman winner, the number 10 overall pick ahead of the New York Giants who drafted Kadarius Toney later in that draft, which inevitably got Dave Gettleman fired, but we won't revisit that subject. But Devontae Smith has deserved all of the praise, all of the statistics, all of the numbers. And the thing is, Lou, he doesn't even care about it. He doesn't give two thoughts to it. He knows what the goal is. He played at Alabama. Heck, he played with four other guys that are 1,000-yard receivers. He doesn't care. He wants one bigger goal in mind, and that is to win the Super Bowl. But to him, Lou, for all the great Eagles receivers that we have seen over the last 40 years, Harold Carmichael, Mike Quick, Irving Fryer, you go to the middle 2000s with, I mean, the 
Todd Pinkston was there forever. He was Donovan's number one for most of those years. He never got to that number. Guys like James Thrash in that offense, you go back to those years and you're thinking Donovan had to throw to somebody, but he never got to 100 receptions or even above yeah. Irving Fryer's number. And then the Deshaun Jackson and Macklin years, nobody got there. Alshon, even Alshon Nally, Jeffrey, no. yeah, that it speaks. You know, they well. might have. They might have two guys that end up doing this this year because AJ Brown has 84 receptions. If he gets four more, he ties Fryer as well. If he gets five catches in this game, which he normally does most of the time, he'll also break that record, which is crazy because all offseason, you know, we knew the Eagles were going to throw more and we were hoping Jalen Hurts took this step. But when we did our stats prediction show, we're like, how many receptions really can both of these guys get? And of course, mm -hmm. the Dallas Goddard injury kind of bumps it up a little bit volume wise, but it's awesome to see that the ceiling was met with this passing potential, right? And th that's awesome to see. Devontae also, by the way, if he gets one more touchdown, he'll have eight. The Eagles will be the first team in NFL history that have four players that are 25 or younger that all have eight touchdowns or more in a season. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Miles Sanders. So, you know, the whole few years of no young talent, that has definitely changed. So that's another exciting wrinkle as well. And on the other side, you look at the veteran yeah, let's look at old man, old man Brandon. Can, can we say this? And Slay tweeted it out last night, very much to a point I made in our group chat a couple days ago on Locked On NFL, and had tweeted out the same day. Why is Brandon Graham not the number one and the only player in consideration for comeback player of the year coming off of Achilles injury at 34 years old, had never hit double digit sacks. The least amount of snaps, by the way, he's ever taken this year, Gino. And if he gets this 12th sack, He'll have the most sacks of anybody that's been 34 or older since 2000 when I forget who it was had 16 sacks, but incredible and an amazing story. I'm with you. He should be a top two candidate to be comeback player. I don't think there's anybody even close in to overcome that injury, Lou, which you look at Brandon Brooks, who suffered something very similar. Brandon Brooks never returned to who he was after that Achilles yeah. injury. That ends careers. That you talk about legitimate comeback in its purest definition. Like I think Saquon Barkley might win it because of the flash and he carried an offense that didn't have a quarterback. You know, Geno Smith, of course, the story of him being a backup for his entire career, and then he becomes a really good starter this year with insane numbers, leads the league in completion percentage. But if you're talking about like purest definition of comeback player and the obstacles Brandon Graham had to overcome like you said his age the severity of the injury the fact that he wasn't a starter anymore and he's gonna maybe have 12 sacks a career high right now at 11 yeah I agree I if I was on that committee and removing my Eagles bias I would vote for him and the one thing that's great to see Lou is that before Brandon was there there was a gap after Trent Cole went away it was like, who is that guy? Yeah. Who is the threat, right? And BG, it, it didn't take him one year. It didn't take him two. Heck, it took him five. Somebody who had persevered and made it through just about everything. And once again, you're sitting here and saying, what would you be without him? And the things that you have behind him now are exactly what got you into that little bit of a hole in the early 2010s. Now you have elite I'm talking elite-level pass rushers. Might be the best of all time, Gino. If they get four sacks in this game, and they've had six five mm -hmm. weeks in a row at least, they have, they're have they tied with the Bears for the most sacks ever. If they get five, they have the most sacks ever in a single season. Well, there you go. And Hassan Riddick, 27, 28 years old. Josh Sweat, 27, 28 years old. These guys are in the prime of their career. Yeah. Prime of their career. 
And I had saw, saw somebody mention it on Twitter. Hassan Reddick should finish his career in Philadelphia. Like this should be the, the torchbearer for Brandon Graham. There should be no second thoughts about it. He is the guy. And heck, Lou, you might draft one in the top 10 this year too that you could add to that repertoire. Yeah, right. Or if you don't pay Javon Hargrave, you take a defensive tackle too. This defensive line's not going anywhere. And it's just an awesome story to see the youth of this team this year, the success stories of Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. All right, I said Jalen, but you should say <laughs> that's fair. Mention him, twice. him three times. Yeah, and then the veterans too, like Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox rejuvenating their careers this year. It's just been such a – there's so many awesome storylines of this year, and I really hope we can just end this season on a high note, beat the Giants, get the one seed, the division championship. I'm not going to buy an NFC East title – anything like a shirt or hat this year, higher expectations compared to years past, but it'll still be great to get that division and, you know, raise another banner, Gino, so the playoffs can run through the link. If there's one thing that we've seen, it's playing in Lincoln Financial Field in the playoffs is a miserable place to be. There's not many places that are harder to play at, man. I mean that in the most sincere way possible to the people that bear those conditions that put their heart and soul into it. What more could the city of Philadelphia want right now than to host an NFL playoff game? How beautiful would that sound after this Sunday, folks, you can wait a week. We could watch all that, that wild card action that first week, and then just know it's time to juice up the tank and get ready to host a playoff game as the one seed and get ready for a long playoff run which everybody here at Locked On Eagles and all Eagles fans should be hoping for because this is a special team. Continue to enjoy this ride. This ain't done yet. Eagles-Giants at 425 on Sunday. We'll have our postgame show for you right after right here on Locked On Eagles. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on all platforms and on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DBIASILOE. Thanks for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day all of this past regular season. For your second listen, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insight you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your shows. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. We'll see you on Sunday, hopefully after the game, discussing the one seed and the division. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.